order in the court. It's time for Understanding the Law Radio. Well, hi and welcome to another episode of UTL Radio. That's Understanding the Law Radio. I'm your host, Peter Lamont, and today is the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. I cannot believe we are already at Thanksgiving. I don't understand where the time goes. The older I get, the faster it goes, and it just, I cannot believe. Like, you think back to when you were a kid, and Christmas took, like, two years. You know, you'd be thinking about Christmas in, in August, and it felt like you know, months and months and months. It was never going to happen, and now it's like, hey, come on, please, slow down. Oh, it's too much, too, too much. And then, you know, we're so busy as a culture, like the world has just nonstop. I mean, I don't know what it's like for some of you guys that live out in different parts of the country, different parts of the world, but here on the East Coast of the United States, I just, tri-state area is a madhouse. It's just a madhouse. You know, we have to, we, we like to order our turkeys from this turkey farm. You know, for years when I was growing up, my mother would get it from the supermarket. You know, you'd go in and you'd get your frozen turkey. But I don't know, maybe 10, 15, maybe 15 years ago, my wife said, hey, we should try this turkey farm, this poultry farm. You know, you get a fresh turkey and, you know, it's supposed to be really good and, and you know, no preservatives and it just all natural tastes good. So when we started that, I just totally fell in love with it. So I, I can't have a turkey now that doesn't come from this turkey farm. But, you know, talking about how crazy and crowded things are on the East Coast, yesterday was Monday, and I'm going to work, and I, I made the mistake of going down the road where the poultry farm is, and they already had cops and a line of traffic that was all the way down the street to get into this poultry farm. And as, you know, Wednesday approaches, it is an absolute crazy show. It's so bad that the entire road is blocked, that it, it sometimes takes 45 minutes to get down the road. We're talking about this little tiny stretch, maybe, maybe a mile, and you just can't get through because there's so many people at this poultry farm. Now, my wife, fortunately, she does the uh, braving of the turkey pickup, and she's actually on her way there now to get the turkey, so hopefully she's not stuck in a ton of turkey traffic. But, yeah, it is crazy. Time flies by, and we are so busy here on, on the East Coast, and it's such a madhouse. Um, I'd love to hear, by the way, what your Thanksgiving is like, you know, um, especially if you're not from this part of the country, because I, I've visited all over the United States, and there are so many places where it's just like so much slower. You know, the people are nicer. It's, I, I remember, you know, you, you go into a store. I was, I was in, um, maybe I was in Colorado or Arizona. I can't remember. Um, and the people were just super friendly, right? And it's like, you know, they're saying hello to you. They're looking you in your face when you're walking down the street. And, and me being from the East Coast, like I, I'm ready to start a fight with somebody you know, they look at you and they're like, how's your day? And you're like, well, it's fine, you know, and you get all worked up. But um, I'd love to know what your Thanksgiving is like in um, areas outside of the East Coast. All right, well, today, uh, you know how every year, if you're a subscriber to the podcast, if you follow us, I like to do different kind of topics as we get closer to holidays. Um, so on, on today's show, 
And we're going to do a Thanksgiving show that's just going to be more talking about, you know, holiday traditions and, you know, just sort of kind of like uh, call it a fireside chat. Just talk about Thanksgiving. That has nothing to do with the loss. That'll come out on Thursday. But um, today I want to talk about some of the, you know, the, the, the legal weavings, the legal tapestry, if you will, of Thanksgiving. Um, so let's talk a little bit about that. And, you know, as we prepare for Thanksgiving, we, we know what it is here in, in modern times. Um, I like to look at the history of things and say, all right, well, what's the legal history of Thanksgiving and how did it become the Thanksgiving that we know now? So, I mean, we've all heard the story. We grew up learning it in school about the first Thanksgiving and um, you know, the roots of Thanksgiving date back to 1621 when the pilgrims in the Plymouth colony celebrated a successful harvest. You know how difficult it was on the Mayflower, how many people died and they settled here and the conditions were harsh and they didn't know what they were doing. And um, I, I don't think it's as, as fanciful as the story that we are told about the Native Americans and how um, it was just kumbaya you know, I, I have a feeling that uh, at least from from historical research that I've done, that it was not like that. Um, but anyway, um, though during that that initial uh, successful harvest that they celebrated, which became the, um, I guess the 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 birth of Thanksgiving, the Native Americans were a huge help to the colonists. Um, it it you know. It's often, like I said, romanticized in popular culture. Um, and it wasn't, believe it or not, initially recognized by any legal authority as a holiday, Thanksgiving. Right? It was just a celebration of the harvest. It was a communal gathering. And it was kind of just, just a moment that you would sort of mark for um, commemorating your culture your your religious freedom because remember the pilgrims were uh here for religious freedom purposes uh and then celebrating the i guess the friendship that they had at the time with the the native americans um and then over the years various colonies right now this is before obviously declaration of independence and, and revolutionary war started to observe days of thanksgiving not thanksgiving itself but they had days of thanksgiving and each colony and then ultimately states had their own unique customs and dates that there wasn't thanksgiving was the you know whatever thursday it is in in november um they were more sporadic and localized observances they had no federal legal status no no uniformity no rhyme or reason if you will it wasn't until the late 18th century that the idea of a national day of Thanksgiving began to take shape. So let's go to George Washington's time. First president of the United States, obviously, issued a Thanksgiving proclamation in 1789 calling for a day of public Thanksgiving and prayer. Now, again, this was not Thanksgiving as we know it. It was Washington saying, let's have a day of public Thanksgiving and prayer. And this proclamation was significant but it didn't establish any sort of national annual holiday. Uh, it wasn't until the efforts of Sarah Josepha Hale, who was a writer, an editor, um, back in, in you know, the 1700s, until she started to campaign for Thanksgiving's national 
recognition. And eventually it, it started to gain momentum. Uh, but she had for, for years written to politicians advocating for a national Thanksgiving Day to promote unity. Um, and it, it became even more prevalent in the 1800s when she was trying to, to bring about, um, you know, this sort of communal sense during the, the beginnings of what ultimately became the Civil War. So late 1700s, early 1800s. Um, but it was her who began pushing for this. Then it was Lincoln. Now everybody knows Abraham Lincoln, right? And everybody has an idea of what they believe he, um, you know, is most famous for. And that, of course, is the abolition of slavery um, and for being uh, honest and president during the Civil War and all that other stuff. But in 1863, in the middle of the Civil War, it's Lincoln who proclaimed that there'd be a national day of Thanksgiving to be celebrated on the last Thursday of November. So it was Lincoln who established that Thanksgiving Thursday. And the proclamation marked a pivotal moment in, in the history of Thanksgiving because it transformed it from this sort of patchwork of local celebrations into a unified national holiday. And, you know, Lincoln's decision was really kind of sort of intertwined with the social and political fabric of the time. Now, he's in the middle of the Civil War and trying to sort of bring the country out of this, this destructive um, civil battle amongst its own people. And he decides that we're going to have Thanksgiving. We're going to make it a, a, a day, not just a localized um, celebrated recognition of, of, of giving thanks. But it, it really began to kind of shape our culture and, and our nation. Um, the, the legal recognition of Thanksgiving as, as a national holiday really kind of had a significant impact on American law and society. I mean, it set precedents for the establishment of other national holidays and it intertwined legal authority with cultural tradition. So remember, it started off as a cultural meeting, celebration, more of a localized societal, depending upon what colony, colony you were in, um, event into a centralized um, and, and widely recognized holiday. And it became more than a tradition. Now it's become you know, more than just a day of gratitude, really. It's influenced labor laws. It's influenced legal regulations when it comes to, to workers and employees. Um, it's raised questions about holiday pay and employee rights. Uh, it's become one of the few days when most businesses and governmental offices are closed. And if you think back to, I guess it was the mid to late 2000s, right? Like maybe the maybe 2010, 2015, somewhere in there, where a lot of these retailers decided that they were going to stay open on Thanksgiving. And now, 2023, a lot of those retailers have scaled back because back in the 70s and 80s, it was kind of unheard of to have a retail store open on Thanksgiving. They, they closed early 
the Wednesday before. They were closed on Thanksgiving and then, of course, open for Black Friday, which was a huge sale day. But then uh, in, in the midst of, um, I, I don't know, what do you want to call it? Commercialism, greed, the idea that we want everything instantaneous. Stores that started to, the retail stores started to stay open on Thanksgiving and people were complaining because now they had to work on Thanksgiving. And that has that idea of intertwining law with a holiday like Thanksgiving. We don't often think about that. We don't think about how a holiday has shaped laws. Like when you really stop to think about it and you realize like, all right, how many, how many labor laws has Thanksgiving, has Thanksgiving influenced? And what has that done for the establishment of you know, overtime pay and things like that. So it's really an interesting discussion. Um, you know, another obviously interesting legal aspect that stems from Thanksgiving, which I just mentioned, is is the creation of Black Friday, right? I mean, Black Friday to some people is like a holiday in and of itself. It's like a, a nationally recognized holiday and it's become kind of synonymous with thanksgiving it's very difficult now to think about thanksgiving without thinking about black friday and the black friday sales um and and that surge of shopping and advertising and sales that led to significant legal considerations regarding consumer protection and advertising laws and going back again to employee rights so you know the idea that that the law is created and then we build things around it is not always accurate. Oftentimes, the law stems from the creation of events. Whether, like, let's let's talk about modern times, right? The creation and the growth of AI is going to now necessitate laws developed around AI. Back in the 90s when Napster first came out, and, and streaming of MP3s, or not streaming, but being able to download MP3s. There were no laws that, that came up first. It was the technology that was developed, and the laws evolved around that. So with Thanksgiving, as a national holiday, I can guarantee you that when Lincoln decided it was going to become a national holiday, he did not say, hey, and the Friday after is going to be called Black Friday. So everyone, go to your local, you know, local store, and, and make sure that you stock up on corn because uh, it's going to be on sale, Black Friday. That didn't happen. So you know, the laws sort of grow out of necessity, out of, I mean, you can call it necessity, call it whatever you want, but it, it, it has spawned from our cultural and societal developments. So it's interesting when you think about it that way. You know, now, Thanksgiving's found its way into the legal system, not just from what we've been talking about, but in popular culture. And there are so many cases that it would take episodes of this podcast to go through the, the legal cases that, that are related to Thanksgiving over the years. And it is a good reflection of the societal changes that happen and how those changes challenge the legal norms. You know, so like you have the creation of a law out of a societal, um, you know, whatever it is, holiday recognition, but then things evolve and now those laws are forced to evolve because you just don't have the same things. Technology advances, life advances. Um, so it's interesting to see 
that the changes in the laws are a hand-in-hand reflection of societal changes. Um, the other thing that you can see is is how Thanksgiving's been portrayed over the, the decades in legal literature and popular culture, from, from movies to television to, to legal textbooks. Um, it really mirrors and shapes public perception about justice and family values and societal values. I mean, just thinking about um, even women's rights, for example, when you think about what was Thanksgiving in, in the early 1900s? Was it a day when the women were in the kitchen all day cooking and, um, you know, it was expected because that's the way society approached the, the gender differences? Um, I mean, now, you know, it's, it's completely different. You have households where everybody pitches in and, and you can see from, from a women's rights perspective the change that has occurred and how Thanksgiving has changed because of that. Now, look, let me just say one thing. I help. I help, but I cannot cook. If it wasn't for my wife, my Thanksgiving dinner would consist of something from Boston Market that was DoorDash to me. So thank God for my wife because she makes all the food. I'll clean up. I'll do what I can. I'll take out the garbage. I'll set the table. I'll wash the dishes. But as, as far as actually cooking something, my skills are limited, very limited. So it would be more like a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving if you were coming over to my house and I was in charge of cooking. You'd get some toast and jelly beans and you would be very unhappy because other than that, if it's not in a microwave, I'm good at quesadillas, by the way. Not that that is a traditional Thanksgiving food, at least not where I come from, but, you know, maybe in some some Spanish, Latin American, South American cultures, yeah, maybe they have quesadillas instead of turkeys. I don't know, but I am good at quesadillas, but that's it. So unless you want a quesadilla or Boston Market or Jelly Bean and Toast Thanksgiving, do not ask me to cook for you. So thank God for my wife. But obviously, there's no such thing as, as you know, that uh, polarizing sort of view of, all right, you're a woman, so you make the dinner, and I just sit there and you serve me. And that's, that's changed, thank God, you know, over the years. And it continues. Legal uh, women's rights continue to develop. Um, so that's another interesting just aspect of the tie-in between the law and Thanksgiving. Um, you know, and I think it's really important because sometimes you see these sort of stereotypical um, roles. They help us develop the law, right? They help us understand how law and culture influence each other. And, and they offer a lens through which public views, the public views um, legal concepts, you know, making it, 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 it more relatable when you tie in societal changes and societal development with the development of law and you kind of look through that lens of like all right this is no longer working for us as a culture right these views are no longer acceptable they're no longer good let's challenge them you know and and thanksgiving believe it or not has had a big hand in changing a lot of the the social norms the perceptions and the tie-in to the law so i, th- I think it's really a fascinating topic that you could really dig deep down into and pull out a lot of the litigation and say, look how this case changed the dynamic 
of Thanksgiving for us. Look what it did for us as a society and how did it influence and change the laws. I think it's very interesting. Um, now, in modern modern times, you know, obviously Thanksgiving has continued to evolve and it's also sort of become entwined with just various legal issues. And, and we talked about it before, but some of the things I want to highlight are employment law issues, you know, overtime pay for workers. The fact that, like I said, at one point they were trying to uh, keep stores open on Thanksgiving and sort of the backlash that people received, even consumers. There was a push from consumers saying, hey, this isn't fair. You know, why do these retail workers have to work on Thanksgiving? They should be with their family celebrating like we are. And I think it's a good thing because while I understand the push for retail and, and, and consumerism and capitalism, you know, let's not lose sight of what the day, the holiday itself was meant to be. It's not a shopping day. It was really meant to be a day of Thanksgiving, giving thanks. Whether you are a religious person, a non-religious person, you know, everybody has somebody to thank. Everybody. Everybody in this world has somebody to thank for something. Even if you grew up in the worst of situations, you know, hopefully somewhere down the road, someone, someone paid it forward and did something for you and, and you can be thankful for that. I mean, in my own life, there's so many things that I'm thankful for and so many people that I'm thankful for that led to my growth as a person, as a father and a husband. And I think it's just so easy to overlook the element of giving thanks to, to people, to God, to whoever it is that you, that you believe um, you know, created you or, or whatever you believe. I mean, Thanksgiving, giving thanks is, is universal. It's, it's, it transcends cultural beliefs. It transcends religious beliefs. It is a concept that every one of us can buy into. It is a concept that we all experience. Again, regardless of your situation, regardless of where you started, where you ended up, somewhere along the line, everybody has somebody to thank. And that was the purpose of the day of Thanksgiving. But getting back to the legal topics that, that are intertwined with Thanksgiving, aside from employment law, believe it or not, food safety regulations were impacted by Thanksgiving. You know, and, and consumer protection. You know, you, you, you'd buy a hot plate years ago and it would catch fire. Um, not every hot plate. I'm just saying that there were some hot plates, things that would catch fire, and, and it would lead to product liability developments and developments in regulations concerning appliances and cooking devices. And, you know, look, just think about how many times you see in the news somebody that's getting, um, you know, burned by deep frying a turkey. And, and if you look at culturally... What you can buy, I don't deep fry turkeys, but I'd love to try one. But if you look at like 20 years ago to today, I have seen outdoor turkey fryers with built-in safety mechanisms. Where do you think those came from? It didn't just come from a manufacturer saying, hey, let's make this safer. It came from the intersection of law 
and consumerism and the holiday. So at some point, somebody was injured from a turkey fryer, and that led to litigation, which led the manufacturers to think to themselves, how can we avoid this in the future? How can we create safety mechanisms for the turkey fryer? And now, 20 years later, and I'm sure in the future it'll be even more change and developments, now turkey fryers are arguably safer than they were 20 years ago. So you really can kind of see how they are interwoven. And it's not just Thanksgiving, it's other holidays as well. But because we are days away from Turkey Day, that's what we're talking about today. Um, so consumer rights and consumer protection, uh, advertising, right? Like the old bait and switch. Hey, Black Friday sale, come in. And the first 500 people get a new car. They don't tell you it's a matchbox car, but they draw you in. And, and so you know, advertising laws have evolved because of Thanksgiving and Black Friday and things like that. Really, you know, it's it's fascinating. It's a good study. We could delve into it in, in, in depth in the future, but I think it's worth at least sort of poking your brain and, and saying, hey, I never thought about it that way. That's what we're doing here today. Um, so I think that that, that that intersection that I was talking about and that dynamic nature of the law it is because of our societal development and uh, a very, very fascinating concept. So as we celebrate this Thanksgiving this year, and I hope yours is a wonderful Thanksgiving, uh, it's kind of enlightening to reflect on, on the journey from a just cultural uh, day of reflection that happened Back in the in the time of the pilgrims, with the assistance of the Native Americans, uh, and developed into what we now know as Thanksgiving, and I really think that the interplay between the the traditions, the holiday, and the law are fascinating. Really, really fascinating. You know, to see how it develops, and to see how it will develop. You know, think about what's going to happen 20 years from now. Are you going to be cooking your Thanksgiving dinner or is a robot going to be doing your turkey deep frying? You know, and then what are the impact of, of that? What is, what is your robot? What if your robot malfunctions and drops your deep fried turkey on your lap and you get burned? Are you going to sue the manufacturer of the robot and how is that going to change you know in the development of ai and robotics and so it really is fascinating and you know if you look at 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 the the cases that involve thanksgiving there are thousands of them thousands of them over the years that have led to changes in the way that we do things and the way that we you know treat each other and I mean that from like a consumer to um, manufacturer relationship, but very fascinating, very fascinating. And I hope that you found this episode as fascinating as I did in making it. Um, it's not often that we kind of delve into the sort of psychology and, and um, creation of the law. Oftentimes we talk about, you know, its result, 
you know, here's what happened in this case, or this person's being sued, or, you know, this, this uh, you know, company's trademarks being violated. But to think about that interplay, it's kind of exciting. Because, you know, the look, I'm not a big change guy, right? Like, if you said to me, um, you know, do, do you like evolving change of certain things? I'm going to tell you no. I'll give you an example. My favorite restaurant, the fireplace, was my favorite restaurant. I've been going there since I was a kid. Loved it. It was just an old-fashioned burger joint. Right? I loved it. After the pandemic, things seemed to go south with it, and I drove by it the other day, and I knew it had been sold, the land, but now it's knocked down. Gone. Forever. Erased from history, with the exception of my memory and photos. So do I want that kind of change? Do I embrace that kind of change? No. No, I don't. I don't. I don't want you to take away the things that culturally I have connected with memories. Don't take them away. Don't take away Saturday morning cartoons. Man, do you know how I miss Saturday morning cartoons? Granted, I'm always at my son's hockey, so I'd never have a chance to watch Saturday morning cartoons, but I wish they were there. So... I'm not a big fan of that kind of change, but the other kind of change that we see in the development of the laws related to how we culturally handle holidays and Thanksgiving and and the evolving nature of um, the way we live as humans is fascinating and is appreciated. You know, I, I love the developments that are happening in technology and AI and robotics. I think it's exciting. So I'm all for that. Just don't take away the things that I love. I guess I'm more of a selective change hater, right? Like I'm good with change, but I'm not good with change that impacts me from a memory standpoint. My Once you start changing my, my, my memories by taking away the things I love, yes, I'm resistant. But so... You know, to say I'm resistant to change, not not necessarily true. Um, and how I got on this topic, I have no idea. I have gone off the rails, but I think that the idea I was trying to convey is the fact that change happens and change is inevitable. And, and you know, the holidays change as we change as a culture and society and our belief systems and values and ethics change. And that, therefore, changes the laws and it all works hand in hand, and it is fascinating. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode. We are going to do a Thanksgiving episode, a Thanksgiving special um, this Thursday morning. Uh, so make sure you stay tuned for that. In the past, we've done things about giving, and we've had guests on. We've talked about donations. And um, this year, we're going to talk just about Thanksgiving memories and reminisce a little bit. Uh, as far as giving, we are running our annual code drive. Um, and if you have donations, new or um, gently used coats, you can bring them to our office. All the information is on our website. It's pjlesq.com. Um, and the code drive is always a huge success. Last year, I think we donated something around 500 to 700 coats. Uh, the year before, I think we had somewhere around 800 coats. So we're looking to uh, keep that ball rolling. We're partnered with Jersey Cares. Uh, and the coat drive here is going to run until December 15th. So 
Make sure you bring your coats uh, to us. We're not going to talk about that on Thursday's episode, but I just wanted to mention it. All right, that's going to do it, and I will see you next time. If you don't tune in on Thursday, have a wonderful, happy Thanksgiving. Appreciate it. Appreciate your family, your friends, the people you are with. And um, for those of you who tune in on, on Thursday, we'll have a little bit of fun and we'll reminisce a bit. All right, that's going to do it. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Understanding the Law Radio. If you haven't done so already, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. We're available anywhere that you listen to your podcasts, including Amazon, Apple Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and many more. Also, don't forget to check us out online on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks again. See you next time.